Hey guys, welcome to the Killing the Tea podcast. This is Gare and Kate, and we are going to be discussing all things chills, thrills, and kills. Kate and I are going to be talking about our favorite books, TV shows, and movies that are in the thriller or crime fiction genre, as well as some reading habits and other items related to how we met on Bookstagram um, that will fit in with this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you have fun and get totally terrified. I do have another one that people are also divided on. And it's I'm scary. loving controversial Kate today. <laughs> I know, and I wasn't even trying to be. You're just like, you know but what? Verity by Colleen Hoover. It's only Colleen Hoover I've read. Loved it, though. Loved, loved. it, loved it, loved it. So Lowen is a struggling writer. She's basically running out of money. And she gets this, like, offer of a lifetime. So this husband, Jeremy who's the husband of a best-selling author, Verity, um, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series that his injured wife can't finish anymore. So Lowen's like, well, I can make money, sure. (laughs) And so she gets there at their house. Um, She's like guessing that she's going to go through all the notes and the outlines, um, but she didn't expect to find an unfinished autobiography that Verity had never intended for anybody to read. So all through this autobiography are, are all these really crazy admissions and stories and including what happened to Verity's, uh, what she remembers happened to her daughter on the day that her daughter died um so Lowen keeps the script from Jeremy she's gonna like keep writing the finishing the other books but now she's starting to have feelings for Jeremy and (laughs) of course Jeremy's hot (laughs) of course Jeremy's hot like Jeremy's really hot (laughs) and uh yeah she doesn't want to have to tell him what Verity has written in her autobiography and then the ending is technically up in the air you kind of end up deciding what you think yeah really happened i don't remember really. the ending you don't no i just remember loving it and being obsessed and i remember being like oh my god that was mind-blowing mm-hmm. but you know what i still went out and bought the special edition that has the bonus chapter in it have you read it nope i just wanted oh. to have it Boy. because when so i read verity when it first came out i did too um before it blew up the way that it did yeah so i was like oh my god i love that but now that with book talk and everything and mm-hmm. colleen hoover being so popular right now yeah. um like there's like a lot of tiktoks and different things about it and i was like yep. i'm gonna buy that special edition for the purpose of rereading this book yeah that's a good so, idea i just need to reread it but then I got hooked on some of her other stories and that's easy to do. If you love Verity because of some of the relationship things, then I think you will love ugly love. And you actually told me that about uh liking Evelyn Hugo in the podcast we just 
put out today. So maybe I need to read Ugly Love. <laughs> you need to read Ugly Love. And then another thing that I told you on the podcast mm -hmm. um, in a previous episode is to watch Basic Instinct. I know. We have it, like, in our list. We haven't watched a movie for a second, but we've been working through our watch list. That would be, like, your, like, instead of, like, a double feature movie, like, if you read yeah. Ugly Love and then you watched Basic Instinct, Ooh. you'd be like, wow, that was two amazing experiences in I a think role. I would like that. Yeah. Unless you save it for when you're in a reading rut. That's a good point. That'll get Colleen Hoover always gets me out of so a reading rut. books right now. Yeah same yeah <laughs> yep i'm right there with you but yeah, yeah verity verity definitely messed with a lot of people's emotions and a lot of people mm -hmm. with what they believed yeah was real and what they believed was not real <laughs> um speaking of books that have an ending that make you believe or not believe certain things um, I have another one that might be an honorable mention of you from you. <laughs> honorable mention of you. <laughs> of me. Well, this book does oh. make me think of you. Oh. Is the... it is it the Ursulina? No. Okay. Go on. <laughs> the girl who was taken by, by Charlie Dunlay. Oh yeah. I didn't I don't have that one, but I okay. agree everything about this book is amazing for me like the dual timeline um if you haven't been paying attention to us talking about this book nonstop, um it is about two high school girls who are not friends they do not run in the same social circles um they both disappear um from a small town in north carolina um no clues are found, and one of them ends up surfacing and says that she escaped from a bunker that was deep in the woods. Um, and a year later, she kind of is this, like, almost viral sensation. Like, everybody's talking about the girl who survived. She has no memory of what happened, but she also is, like, basically <laughs> releasing a best-selling book about her ordeal and going on like talk shows and she's just like a celebrity mm -hmm. um meanwhile the other girl is not found she's still missing and her sister is um a forensic pathologist who's just basically not at the point where she has any more hope she's not thinking my sister's going to be found. Mm -hmm. She's just like, I want closure when they find her dead body. Mm -hmm. um, and then the shit hits the fan and dual timeline and craziness. And it's just one of my favorite books in the entire world. It's so good. And the ending to it shattered my heart and soul. <laughs> yes and <clears throat> I loved that for me I read it in 2017 that was so long ago yeah I loved Verity I've loved so many books but I'm like I don't remember the details of the ending I just remember loving the book Yeah, I will never forget the ending to 
The Girl Who Disappeared by Charlie Dudley. Girl Who Was Taken. The Girl Who Was Taken. (laughs) (laughs) And and she disappeared. (laughs) And she did disappear when she was taken. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have one that actually has a very unique ending as well. And it's You Will Remember Me by Hannah Mary McKinnon. And it is, it was very good. Um, So this guy wakes up on a beach in Maryland and he has a gash on his head and he's just wearing his swim trunks and he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where he, where he is. Like he just doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um so he and he's hot he and he's hot he's so hot i think he has gray eyes i think he's one of those guys mm-hmm. but I, he must i can't remember well it doesn't say but he goes back to his hometown in maine so i think he has some memories from like way longer ago he goes back to his hometown to try to figure out what's up who am i um And meanwhile, there's someone who just, there's a girl who just woke up in her apartment and her boyfriend went missing after he went out for a swim. Um, and so then now she's looking for him and she's obviously looking for this guy who's now gone back to Maine. So when he goes back to Maine, his stepsister sees him and basically kind of like takes her back to their house and she starts like helping him remember things um but he's starting to feel like there are are other things to remember that seem a little shady but he can't remember what they are so you have lily just like trying to get to him and not knowing where he is and then him not even remembering lily and then his stepsister sometimes telling him things and sometimes not and it is very twisty, and it is not going to be the ending you're expecting. I love that. that one. <laughs> love that book. Um, this is just, I guess, an honorable mention. Um, mm-hmm. But if you enjoyed that book by Hannah Mary McKinnon, um, I think you will also enjoy the book I Found You by Lisa Jewell. Yes, I completely agree. It's a very similar plot, but it's also very, 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 they're both very different, but they're both mm-hmm. incredible books that I think yeah. that I want to I read love again. that one too. Um, speaking of books or things and situations <laughs> that scare the ever loving hell out of me, mm-hmm. the book Chasing the Boogeyman by Richard oh, yeah. Chismar or Chismar. I am obsessed with, but also terrified of. <laughs> um, this is one that combines Stephen King with Michelle McNamara, author of I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, in the summer of 1988, the mutilated bodies of several missing girls begun to turn up in a small Maryland town. The grisly evidence leads police to the terrifying assumption that a serial killer is loose in a quiet suburb. But soon a rumor begins to spread that the evil stalking local teens is not entirely human. Law enforcement, as well as members of the FBI, are certain the killer is a living, breathing madman, and he's playing games with them. Uh, Recent college graduate Richard Chismar 
returns to his hometown just as a curfew is enacted and a neighborhood watch is formed. Mm-hmm. Um, he soon finds himself thrust into the real life horror story. And the twist of this book is, well, without twisting the, the end twist, yeah. um, the whole premise of why I love this book and why it was so, so creepy is mm-hmm. um, it says here, inspired by the terrifying events, Richard Wright's personal account of the serial killer's reign of terror, unaware that these events will continue to haunt him for years to come. It is the ultimate marriage between horror fiction and true crime. So he basically wrote this book. Not, none of this ever happened. He wrote a fictional story as if it was a memoir. Yeah, that's so unique. And I love that. And it scared and creeped me out to the point that I was like, I know this happened. I was trying to look up this case. Wow. I like, just I had on my Kindle. I just haven't read it. Yeah, it is so good. It is so unique as a premise. Mm-hmm. Um and I just absolutely loved loved that book um written in the way that it's like crime fiction and a memoir um over something that never happened so like all he did was take him and a couple of his friends and his family members and write a book as like this is what I imagine my life would have been like if there was a serial killer haunting my like quiet small town when I was in college it's kind of meta to do it that way um I don't know how many of them are real, but it's kind of similar to what um, Brett Easton Ellis did with the shards. Mm-hmm. Like his main character's name is Brett Ellis. Yeah. But Chasing the Boogeyman, hands down, one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. Man. Really? It has a very similar feel to like Stephen King. Like I kind of get the same vibe as yeah. um like it. It yeah. But yeah, it's top notch. Amazing. Amazing story. You've got to read that one next too. Yeah, I think you, you would all love it. I, I have another it. one that definitely blew my mind at the end. And it's The Reunion by Samantha Hayes uh they were all there the day her sister went missing but who is lying and who is next then in charge of her little sister at the beach claire allowed eleanor to walk to the shop alone to buy an ice cream placing a coin into her hand claire told her to be quick knowing how much she wanted the freedom eleanor never came back now the time has finally come to sell the family farm And Claire is organizing a reunion of her dearest friends, the same friends who were present the day her sister went missing. When another girl disappears, long buried secrets begin to surface. One of the group hides the darkest secrets of them all. And I am losing my voice. The ending, like, it just, like, the last probably 5% of the book, you're just in shock. And it's really good. Like, it's really hard to put down. It's definitely a book like that. So you won't be mad at me if I start that tonight instead of We Were Liars? Mm-mm. No, that one is technically more all-around impressive. 
you recommended that just a stroke. <laughs> you recommended that book to me, like mm-hmm. I think when we first started doing the podcast. Yeah. And I just like looked and it's still on my wish list, which means I haven't bought it yet. But yeah. um when you recommend books, I put them on my wish list on Amazon. And yeah. that one just so good. I love a missing person story. Mm-hmm. And then you get the like friends from the past story too. They're, yeah, they, you I want to read it. I want it. One. I want it now. You should. It's three ninety nine on Kindle. I have Kindle Unlimited. It's not on Kindle Unlimited. Fuck me. I guess I it's know. worth the four bucks. I know. I thought it was. I, but I'm still going to read it because I really want I to. And it's been on my wish list for a while. I think you'll really, I really think you'll enjoy that one. And then you're going to want to read Date Night, her other one that is That's... actually, that was my one of my honorable mentions because your brain feels confused the whole time you're reading it. And then it all comes together at the end. That's on my wish list too. Mm-hmm. So they're both really good. I'm tr- I trust too because I DNF'd a book before we started recording, and I just like yeah. really am in the mood to read something that's gonna like hold my attention. So right. I, that there's also well. there's both also something said too when when somebody makes a decision that f that affects somebody else. Mm-hmm that they love like that you know like being like okay like you can you can go get an ice cream cone like just hurry back and then i know never to be seen again it's so like it would be so hard to work through the guilt that you don't have to have like it is the person who took her that's the guilty person but you feel right right it's like um one thing that always haunts me is um do you know John Walsh? He used to be the host so. of um he was like the host of America's Most Wanted. Oh, okay. Yeah. He started doing the show because his son was like basically murdered. Um Yeah, I have heard that story before. Yeah, like the the wife and the son were shopping in like a department store uh-huh. and he and another like little boy were like in like where they keep the like in the department where they have the toys and they were like kind of like arguing like this like Mm -hmm. other random little boy they were arguing over like who plays with what toy or whatnot and a security guard came and was like if you guys can't like stop fighting then you got to get out of here and he kicked Mm -hmm. john walsh's son out of the store and i think he was like six or seven god and he was like afraid to go back in and the mother didn't know what happened and that's why the little boy was kidnapped because he was like outside of like this department store and all i can think of is like the guilt that that security guard must have had for the rest of his life i mean that's a pretty like that was kind of intentionally dumb it was intentionally dumb but it was also like a pretty big like overreaction to two yeah. seven or eight year old kids like fighting yes. in a department store like, go take them to your office and like call for their mom yeah i would just be like where was your mom because yeah. you're yeah like young enough that like he probably could have looked around and found her within right. five or ten minutes mm-hmm. um but yeah that like whole guilt thing over something like that happening 
It's rough. So I'm going to dive into that. I'm excited. I'm excited too. For you. Um, man. Um, I'm just going to go into devastating again. Okay. <laughs> um, one author that I am completely obsessed with that I will one day not just reread my favorite book by her, but reread her entire catalog is Canadian author Chevy Stevens. She is an incredible storyteller. And the way that she can write a book and make it kind of feel like gritty or like very just like unsettling in like a psychological way. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm obsessed with her, but by far her most disturbing book that kind of gave me an anxiety attack Mm -hmm. was Those Girls. Have you read that one? Yes. So Mm -hmm. um, it says life has never been easy for the three Campbell sisters. Jess, Courtney, and Danny live on a remote ranch in Western Canada where they work hard and try to stay out of their way of their father's fists. One night, a fight gets out of hand and the sisters are forced to go on the run only to get caught in an even worse nightmare when their truck breaks down in a small town. Events spiral out of control and a chance encounter with the wrong people leaves them in a horrific and desperate situation. They are left with no choice but to change their names and create new lives. 18 years later, they are trying to forget what happened that summer when one of the sisters goes missing and they are pulled back into the past. It is one of the most brutal books I have ever read in my entire life. So I haven't read it. I read Dark Roads. So I I thought I'd read those girls, but I read Dark Roads by her. Dark Roads is so good. Yeah. So I need to read this one. Okay. I love, I, okay. I love all of Chevy Stevens books. Mm -hmm. Dark Roads and Never Let You Go, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, are the two lightest ones. Like if we're going on a scale of like, what's like readable and what's like unsettling and like Mm -hmm. dark and disturbing, those are your two safest bets. That makes sense because I don't remember them being I liked them a lot, but they yeah. weren't like disturbing necessarily. Um, I loved what she did with Dark Roads to bring um awareness to the Highway of Tears and like all of the missing and murdered indigenous women. Yeah. But um yeah, everything else that she's written other than those two, it, very dark, unsettling, and disturbing. Yeah. And Those Girls is the most dark and unsettling book that she's written and one of the most disturbing things I've ever read. Wow. That's quite a review. She looks It'll cool. mess with you. It'll mess with you. Like, but I bet when you read it, you'll be like, she's such a good storyteller. Yeah. That like that's how I felt with her other ones. Yeah. I love her. I will hands down always stand Chevy Stevens. Yeah. Um, she actually 
she actually started following me on Instagram like over the summer and I was like freaking exciting. out. Exciting. Because I love her so much. I um she was someone I like read a lot. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> she was someone I read a lot on my Kindle. Yeah. And this year I was talking to someone else about how like they should read her books, like how good of a, mm-hmm. an author she is. And I was like, you know what? I cleaned off like a shelf and I bought all of her books, like physical copies mm-hmm. of them. And nice. I was like, you deserve your own shelf in this house, yeah. Chevy Stevens. Oh, I love that. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just like thinking about like I usually take the week of my birthday off from mm-hmm. work as one of my vacations and I think that that might be my birthday present to myself this year is to read all of her books on my vacation <gasps> that would be so cool I love I her like that. Mm-hmm. so another one that I just I still think about this book is my lovely wife by Samantha Downing. Um, <laughs> the tagline is a couple's 15-year marriage has finally gotten too interesting. Our love story is simple. I met a gorgeous woman. We fell in love. We had kids. We moved to the suburbs. We told each other our biggest dreams and our darkest secrets. And then we got bored. We look like a normal couple. We're your neighbors, parents of your kids' friend, the acquaintances you keep meaning to get dinner with. We all have secrets to keeping a marriage alive. Ours just happens to be getting away with murder. That tells you a lot about what's going on through the whole book. And then the ending is just, it kind of blows your mind. It does blow your mind. Yeah, it's such a good book. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with Samantha Downing. I am too. Why is she so fucking she's cool amazing. she's yeah. amazing and mm-hmm. that book is one of my favorite books in the of entire world time. yes mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah i'm obsessed mm-hmm. i also started it so good so fun yeah she's like i feel like her and like jamie lynn hendrix mm-hmm and there's like somebody else I'm thinking about too that I can't like her name's on the tip of my tongue but they're so like snarky in their writing (laughs) that like I just absolutely love that book yes I agree I I think if anybody ever rewrote like the movie The War of the Roses I would want it to be Samantha Downing Hopefully she does. I just think she's fantastic. And I love the way she tells a story. I do too. She's incredible. I'm obsessed with all of your choices today. Oh, thanks. I just could hear you or listen to you talk about books all day. That's good. Because when you talk. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Maybe other people do too. Um. No, when you talk about books, you either get me excited for something that I haven't read or heard of, mm-hmm. or you reignite my love of some of these other stories that we have in common. Yeah. But yeah, My Lovely Wife 
honestly, if you think about our friendship, makes sense as mm-hmm. to why we both like love that book so much. Oh, like that gosh. is like something that like there's so many elements in that book that like that's why it's like we have that in common. Yeah. yeah. Eliza Jane Brazier in um Good Rich People was really snarky. Oh yes. I love that. Yeah. I love her. Mm-hmm. May Cobb. May Cobb is like my like mm-hmm. Samantha Downing, May Cobb, Jamie Lynn yep. Hendricks, like you're right. I would love to see like those three join forces and write like a fucking yes. snarky as hell thriller. Yes, I am so with that you would on be that. yeah, that would be really cool. Oh, they need to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am obsessed. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um I don't even know if I've talked about this book before on here. Mm-hmm. But one book that like really <laughs> messed with my head, probably as a gay man, is mm-hmm. Bathhouse by PJ Vernon. Mm-hmm. Did you, you read talked about it? I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, and I haven't yeah. read it yet. You haven't read it? It's so good. It'll totally mess with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like steamy and sexy and eerie. And it kind of deals with like I want to say stalking in a little bit, which like is mm-hmm. always something that you know, intrigues me in a story for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. But um, it is about a man named Oliver, who's a young recovering addict from Indiana, who finally has everything he wants in life. So he's sober. Um, He has a wealthy partner named Nathan, who's a prominent DC trauma surgeon. Um, There's a difference in, or there's quite a difference in their age and backgrounds, but they are happy together. Um, until Nathan goes out of town and Oliver decides to visit a bathhouse. So anytime that you're like, oh, my partner's out of town, I think I'm going to cheat. Like <laughs> never real, never really a good decision. No brainer. But um, he ends up going to this bathhouse and inside he follows a man into a private room and everything goes extremely horrible um (laughs) oliver barely escapes with his life so after a near that day like the day he went there he goes to a bathhouse when nathan's out of town and Mm -hmm. when he goes into a private room with a man the man tries to kill him so here's the problem though um (laughs) He basically goes home, like, bruises on his neck, um, but he lies to everyone because he doesn't want people to know that he was going to a bathhouse to cheat on his partner. So when he tells this lie over being attacked, it spirals into this spider web of other lies that he has to keep up with, and he's stuck kind of trying to keep up with all of these lies, but also realizing that for some reason he went into that bathhouse and that man tried to kill him. Wow. It is so good. I know. You really make me want to read it too. Oh my God. There's a new cover too and it's like yellowish orange. Ooh. I'm thinking of all the books I want to buy. I'm starting to buy multiples and I'm just like you are (laughs) crazy (laughs) 
I don't even know if I have a physical copy of the Samantha Downing. Oh, yeah. So. Well, my final one, I'm just going to talk about Date Night. Uh, well, this is Samantha Hayes, um, who did the reunion. But Date Night is another one that uh, it will just mess with your mind the whole way through. Um, so we're returning early from a a disastrous date with my husband. I know something is wrong. The moment the wheels crunch the gravel drive of our home inside the TV is on and a half eaten meal is waiting on the table. My heart stops when I find our little girl is alone in the house and our babysitter Sasha is missing days later when I'm arrested for Sasha's murder and torn away from my perfect little family. I'll wish I had told someone about the threatening note I received that morning. I'll hate myself for not finding out who the gift hidden inside my husband's wardrobe was for. I'll scream from the rooftops that I'm innocent, but no one will listen. I will realize I was completely wrong about everything that happens that night. But will you believe me? Is she British? What? Is she British? I think so. I feel like this was. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm very excited for this. This one just like plays with your mind the whole time because I don't think it's a spoiler to say that like she's just trying she's even doubting herself and trying to like actually figure out what's happening so you just kind of have this like what is real feeling the whole time and then there are a bunch of twists at the end. Oh I love that even more. Mm -hmm. I love it. It was still one of my favorites. It is Kindle Unlimited. I wonder if both of hers are. I think the other one was three ninety nine for some reason. And oh, that's right. I think you. I think yeah. I think we already had that conversation like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I think so. Oh. <laughs> oh God, my brain today. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Samantha Hayes might mm-hmm. be like your Jennifer Hillier. Yeah, that would be a good comparison. Like, you're very passionate when you recommend her books. Yeah, and the only reason I, I say that is because you've recommended these to me before mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you're going to love them. Yeah. Um. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited. I'm going to start the. Reunion. The reunion. I'm going to start the reunion tonight. I'm so excited for you. Um, I just. <sighs> I just love the sound of the synopsis, like when you read it to me. So I know they have re- she. I like the way they structure her synop synopses. Yeah, is it synopses? Synopsis. 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 Plots. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, my last one, to no one's surprise, is Jar of Hearts by Jennifer Hillier. Mm-hmm. Um, it Would you take everything that I love in a thriller? Um, you have a serial killer aspect. You have a missing person and a cold case. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, like, snippets of flashbacks. And you have the grittiness in the story that Jennifer Hillier mm-hmm. writes. I... This book just messed with me. Like, (laughs) it was so dark and gritty. It was my first Jennifer Hillier book, but it was so dark and gritty. And I was like, what the hell? This is Mm -hmm. intense. 
And then I realized that whatever I thought was intense was just child's play when I got to the reveal because it is about three friends growing up and two girls and a guy um, in high school. The girl, one of the girls goes missing. Her name's Angela. She goes missing and they never find her body. And then the guy grows up to be a detective um, because of the fact that she went missing. And it's like, I'm going to be a detective and solve cases like this. And the other girl becomes very successful and has this perfect dream life until the police uncover the bones of Angela behind her childhood home. Yeah. And she is arrested. So you have one friend that was murdered, one friend who became a detective, and the other one who was being blamed for the murder. Mm -hmm. And the reason that everyone believes it's her is because what they don't know is that the boy or man that she was in love with in high school, that was her first boyfriend, turned out to be a notorious serial killer. Yep. And then the shit hits the fan. Yeah, that's not even all of the shit. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Some of the reveals in that book, I was like, oh my ever-loving God. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That one just levels of fuckery yeah 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 one of the best books i've ever read in my entire life yeah it's really good one of the there's not like you know sometimes you read a book and you're like oh i just wish like this part wasn't in it or i wish that this part was a little different or something like that Mm -hmm. that's one of those books and i'm just like that's perfect Mm -hmm. cover to cover yeah there's nothing i would change about it really is yeah and i love that all of her books take place in like seattle I love it. it Especially it that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is definitely one that needs to be in Seattle. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um. So yeah, those are all of the books that fucked with my head. Yeah. And then next week, we're going to talk about TV shows that did it. Mm-hmm. 